0: Welcome to this another edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us today. Romans chapter 5. We'll read verses 1 down through verse 12, and as always, if you have your Bibles right with you, I ask you to open them up and read along with us. If you don't have them in your home and you can access it, grab your Bibles, open them up, and read with us. If you're riding down the road or you're somewhere where you can't access the Word of God, I ask you to listen closely to what the Word of God has to say to our hearts today through the power of the Holy Spirit. The word of God here in Romans chapter five. Now, this is Paul's epistle or letter to the believers and the people there in Rome, uh, it, the Roman Empire, that is, at, at, in his day. Uh, but he says right here, writing is, is inspired by the Holy Spirit to write, and given this revelation of God as to what to write. As he says, therefore, in verse one, he says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. You hear that word hope and hope make us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, when we were helpless in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But I love that. That is one of the greatest theological words to me in my heart in the Word of God. Because usually after this, but find you find a glorious revelation from the Lord, and it's usually one of redemption, strength, comfort, peace. But verse eight he says, "But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died." for us much more than be, being now justified by his blood we shall be saved from the wrath through him for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life and not only so but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement verse 12 in our last verse here wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so sin so death passed upon all men for all do you hear this for all have sinned May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts today. With this scripture, I want to ask you three questions. I want to ask you three questions today. And I want you to consider these in your heart, prayerfully consider them, and allow the Spirit to speak to your heart today. And sinner friend, my invitation is to you. If you have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior, please listen to the words of this this that are expressed here in this wonderful chapter of the book of Romans. Uh, the, a book that speaks of the grace of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. As for Paul said, uh, the gospel, it is he is not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation through Jesus Christ. Folks, the three questions that I pose to you today is, one, number one, who is a sinner? Number two, what is a sinner? And number three, who can be saved from their sin? Three very important and prominent questions in my heart today that we need to answer. But just like any other question concerning anything of the Lord and and sin and how we are forgiven and who is and who isn't and what is, we answer it through the word of God. Not of our own wording, but what the word of God has to say. What thus saith the Lord? So with that in mind and those three questions in mind, let's look what the word of God says here. Let's start here at the first part of verse 10 and answer the question, who is a sinner? He says, "For for if when we, you hear that word, we, Now, this is the Apostle Paul writing. He has already been saved. He has already received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He has already uh, preached the gospel throughout the known world at that time. Uh, And he is writing this letter to the Romans there, the believers there in Rome, but the people there in Rome as well. But he says right here, and I would like to go back up to verse 5 with this. So let's let's look at this. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when, listen now, verse 6, answering the question, who is a sinner? For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ, Died for the ungodly, notice the word we is continually used throughout the scripture. for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man somewhat even dare to die, but God commendeth his love toward who us us collective us in that while we, there's that word we again, were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Paul is including himself in these wonderful words here as to who and answering who is a sinner. You say, well, how can that be? We'll get to that in a moment. Much more than being now justified By his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Now I want to jump up here to verse 12 again. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. If we turn over back to Romans 3.23, and this is why I say Paul is including himself in the answer to this question of who is a sinner? Because right here, according to the word of God, we are all sinners. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden and broke that relationship, that perfect relationship that they had with God, Sin and death entered into the human race, and we are all the descendants of Adam and Eve, so therefore their sin, nature, passed upon all of us. There is not a one of us in the world walking alive today that can say, I am not a sinner. No matter how righteous you think you are, no matter how many good works you think you've done, if you are without Christ, you are a sinner. The word of God tells us here. He says right here in verse 6, for when we were yet without strength, that means we are all helpless. We are all helpless. Remember what I was going to say there in Romans 3.23. Paul writes there, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There also, he writes in Romans 3, I believe it's verse 10, There is none righteous, no, not one. None. None and all are all inclusive words we are all sinners all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and the tense that Paul uses there is a continual in present tense speaks of a continual action and I didn't want to get too deep into this but I'm speaking to born-again believers he says for all is sinned and come short of the glory of God that is a speaks of a continual actions for we are all continually come short of the glory of god each and every day but we are all when we are born are born into sin the sin nature and our life without christ reflects that sin nature as we go along when we were children we didn't have to be taught to steal a cookie out of the cookie jar we didn't have to I have to learn to lie and be taught to lie when our mom or dad caught us there doing it and said, as we're chewing it and swallowing it, no, I didn't steal that cookie out of the cookie jar. Lying and stealing are sins, so we didn't have to be taught how to sin. It came to our nature, and it came natural in our nature because of Adam and Eve's sin there in the garden, that sin nature that was passed upon to all mankind. The word of God tells us here in verse 12, wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. There is a penalty that goes along with the sin nature and is a a factor in the the when sin is finished with us apart from Christ, and that is death. Not physical death, yes, but also spiritual death, which speaks of eternal separation from God and the lake of fire. Is spoken of in Revelation chapter 15, verse, uh I'm sorry, excuse me, verse chapter 20, verse 15, verse 11 through 15, excuse me. But we talk about right here. Let's get back to our, our verse here. Wherefore is by one man in, in, entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men for all have sinned. Death the Apostle Paul writes again in Romans six twenty three. for the wages of sin is death. That's the first part of that verse. But there's a blessing that comes along with it. He says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So who is who are sinners? What's the answer to that? We all are sinners. So what is a sinner? In the most general sense, a sinner is a person who commits sin, and that is the natural response and natural reaction of our sin nature. In the Greek term, it is translated sinner. The Bible carries the idea of a person who is missing the mark, as in an archer who misses his target when he shoots his bow and arrow at that target. Thus, a sinner is missing God's mark and is, in fact, missing the whole point of his or her life. Adam and Eve were created perfect. They were in a perfect relationship with God. And because of their direct disobedience to God's one command, they brought sin and death into the whole human race. We continually miss God's mark. Apart from Christ, and we are separated from Him because of sin. Ordinarily, we think of a sinner as someone who is severely immoral, evil, or wicked. But the Word of God tells us every person is a sinner. That is confirmed here in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. And also in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, which I've already spoken of. And quoted, for all have sinned and fall short, come short of the glory of God. There is not a one of us that can claim that we're not a sinner today apart from Christ. And even when, let me tell you this, even when we are saved by placing our faith in Christ, we are sinners saved by grace because we are still in the flesh. And as long as we're in this flesh, what does the word of God tell us? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We will always continue to fall short of that glory until the day of redemption of this body when we see Christ's glory. And we're like Christ because we shall see him as he is. But what it that's what a sinner is. Now, my question is, who can be saved from their sins? Who can be saved from their sins? Because of the grace of God, through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, giving himself on the cross, and by his precious blood shed there, every man, woman, boy, and girl in this world can be saved. It is called the gospel, the good news. Paul says of the gospel of Christ here. And let's read this right quick. I, the Lord just laid this verse on my heart. verse Chapter 1, verse 16. He says, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew and also to the Greek, the non-Jew. And then he says right here in verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just, the justified shall live by faith. What does he say right here in Romans chapter five? Let's start right here in verse five. And hope maketh not ashamed. That means if we place our hope in Christ and we stand in justified in Christ and by his blood, we will never be ashamed. We will never be let down. We will never be lost again. I, I can't stand somebody saying, well, you can lose your salvation. If you truly with a repentant heart receive Christ as your Savior and you confess your sins and repent and turn from those sins and you accept Christ into your heart, you are saved for an eternity you might you might slight backslide, you might get away from God, you might create some distance there by sinning, but you will not lose your salvation. That is a given in scripture that is a fact confirmed in the Word of God, but hope make us not ashamed because the love of God, oh my goodness, the love of God is shed abroad, it is poured out in our hearts by who. The Holy Ghost, which is given unto us, the very moment we receive Christ by faith, we receive him by faith. We are given the wonderful and remarkable gift of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the person and presence of Christ dwells in our heart by the Holy Spirit of God, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, we were helpless in due time. Christ died for the ungodly. That tells us that Christ died for every one of us. Because if we're sinners, we are definitely ungodly. But And then it says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, but peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were what? Yet sinners. Christ died for us. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter what you've done. It does not matter how bad you think you are. Don't worry about cleaning yourself up. The Holy Spirit will do that once you receive Christ by faith. But you need to understand that even in your state where you're at right now and you think nobody loves you, God loves you and he gave his son for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus said he didn't send me into this world to condemn the world, but that through me this world might be saved, amen, but he said right here, God commendeth His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Let's go on down here to verse ten. He says, well, let's read verse uh verse nine, much more than being justified by his blood. Do you know what justified means? Justified means it is where when we receive Christ. God looks upon us and pronounces us righteous. He looks through the, by the blood of Christ into us and in us and sees us no longer a sinner, but a son and daughter of his through Christ Jesus. And he pronounces, that's what justification means. He wipes our sin record clean and pronounces that we are not guilty and that we are righteous in his eyes because he sees Christ in us by the Holy Spirit that's given unto us. And he sees his blood and Christ as the our great intercessor says, Father, I paid, I paid his or sin or His sin debt in full. That day on the cross. You judge their sins in me on that cross. And because of me, you can say they're not guilty, Father. And the Father will say, "He it, hey, I, what sin? I don't remember no sin. I don't remember it. It's not to be remembered anymore if it's under the blood. What does it say right here? Justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we are reconciled, that speaks of a bringing back into a right relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and his sacrifice. We are brought back into a right relationship with him. That relationship that was destroyed in the beginning of recorded time by Adam and Eve, so so many thousands of years ago was set right by the cross of calvary by the blood of jesus christ that relationship can be made right again but it is only through him remember what jesus said i am the way i am the truth and i am the life no man cometh to the father but by me sinner friend today If you have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to understand God loves you. And he is ready to shed, pour out that love, his love into your heart by Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus loved you enough to die on the cross, to shed his blood, that you might be forgiven of your sins. That you might be saved and that God, through him, can declare you not a sinner any longer, but a righteous son and daughter of his in heaven. Justified, not guilty. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. You just trust and repent of your sins. And I'm telling you, you repent of your sins. That means you turn from that sinful life. You confess those sins before a holy and righteous God, and you invite Christ, place all of your faith in Christ, And invite Christ to come into your life, and you will be saved. You will no longer be a sinner. You will no longer be lost and undone and condemned to the lake of fire. An eternal lake of fire, eternally separated from God. No, you will be the son and daughter of the Most High God. How sweet it is, the love of God in Christ. I pray that you would make this decision today. That is my heart's desire and that is my prayer for the whole world to receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. And no longer be a sinner. Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the Word of God. God bless.